very gassy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silva and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown, the combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. With me, Dr. Sound. We are here this week with some discussion of uh, listener Armin's two German fucked up movies. Da Der Freewille, whatever you say, the, uh, the free will. And uh, that's from 2006. And The Deathmaker or Der Tatmaka from 1995. That sounded pretty good. Yeah, we'll get into those soon. So, Zom, how have you been? We've been, we got another little extra day this week, so yeah, you've had uh, extra time to be awesome. <laughs> I have been using every minute of it to be awesome. Yeah, uh, and I, I was just trying to stop the tesseract, and I think it uh, Loki put a spell on me, and um, <laughs> I drifted off into another uh, dimension. Oh, what? Did you take the rainbow road and? Well, I didn't take hammer. the rainbow road. I was still pretty pretty heterosexual in my dream. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's it's a, it's been a uh, a week of of rest oh, for me because I got a little got a little ill the day after we recorded last oh my week. God, you're the sickest person ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was out of I was out of work for a couple of days, but didn't really. Didn't really watch anything extra. I watched a lot, Jeez. a lot of old Doctor Who, and I watched some soccer. Yeah, so we can get into what we've been watching. Okay, you had to say that just when I put a pen in my mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what I've been watching. Um, I watched. Oh Jesus, uh, the Ghost <laughs> of Girlfriends. With Matthew McConaughey and Jennifer Garner, not by mm-hmm. my choice. Um, I gotta tell you, people, this fucking turd was a goddamn <laughs> bunch of garbage. And um, Matthew McConaughey should either, uh, like, when he looks back now at the shit that his agent was either picking for him or he was picking for himself, he should kick that fucker so hard in the goddamn balls. <laughs> that the guy's fucking balls, like uh, like sp- his balls will explode. The sperm yeah. will ch- will, but from the pressure will fly up through his stomach, up through his esophagus, and come out his nose, and that would be known as the golden dragon. You know how they the, like those 
uh, Chinese dragons. They always have the smoke or something it, coming out their nostrils. Is it going to be one ball out of each nostril? One ball, one ball out of each nostril. Dangling by the bank, just dangling damn, by the little strings. Fucking stupid. And um, he acts like okay. Now I know that he's a good actor, and I know that he is uh, camping it up because of the material. But you would think that this fucker, I mean, was some douchebag. I mean, he's awful. And, he, and because he's camping it up, he looks, he is so bad that it's pathetic. Jennifer Garner does absolutely nothing for me. How the hell she does anything? She is just fucking horrible. Uh, it has Michael Douglas in it, and he plays a cross between Hugh Hefner and Robert Evans, who uh, once tried to run over uh, Steve McQueen for macking on his lady, Ali McGraw. Um, dude, it's fucking bad. So just just pass it by. Like, if you have a chick one day that wants to watch something like that, which you probably don't because you're married. Okay, I'm going to check that one off and put down, don't ever watch this again. But sometimes you got to watch stuff like that because then it really gives you perspective on how things <laughs> how have, good he can be. Yeah. I watched um Almost Human with uh Tomas Milian and Henri yeah. Silva. Silva is okay. Thomas <laughs> uh Tomas Milian is uh he chews the scenery so much. With his, he's always pursing his lips or sucking on a fucking cigarette or squinting his eyes or putting his glasses down on the end of his nose and looking or even in his little red speedos. Now, his extreme, his opposite number, who is also his nemesis in this movie, Henry Silva, does none of that. His head is a wax figure's head. His hair looks like a wax dummy at like the uh what's it, Madame Tussauds or whatever <laughs> yeah. museum. He is so unanimated that I'm pretty sure that they that he I don't know. He was disfigured and they have like a rubber mask over his face. <laughs> And it's hilarious. It's, it's, that's his Doctor Doom mess. Yes, but it, this movie is so good. I don't know why. I just, for some reason, uh, decided to throw it in. I've seen it. I haven't seen it in a long time, though, so it was it was uh, still good. Um, that's uh, Henry Silva, of uh, who we are, like, what? Is it our namesake? Silva? Yeah, yeah we stole it, but whatever. We stole it. We stole. Um Let's see. I watched The Most Dangerous Man in America, which is a documentary about Daniel Ellsberg, who worked for the Rand Corporation uh, during uh, the Vietnam War, and they worked for the Pentagon, uh, assessing what's going on and what we should do, and blah, 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 blah. And he actually went over there. He was a Marine in the 50s, like after Korea, I think. And uh, he said, even though he was an advisor, um, you know, if you're going, if you want to know what's really going on, you have to go over, uh, you know, to the front. Well, there's no front in Vietnam, but he actually went out, uh, you know, in full military gear with a weapon and walk point and everything and all this and that. And then uh, he um, found out that the government was lying to the American people about a whole shitload of stuff like that we were winning and all these body counts. And 
he told um, he had uh, this uh, one guy. He said, uh, "You know, I've got these documents, or I've got these statistics here that say that you know that, that these patrols we've been running at night are really successful. I want to go out on those patrols." And the guy looked at him and said, "There's no patrols. It was all a lie." You know, that he said nobody goes out at night. The Viet Cong own the night. Blah 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 blah. So he, it's kind of a, it's kind of a uh, Bradley or Chelsea Manning slash uh, WikiLeaks kind of a thing because mm-hmm. he exposed all this shit and Henry Kissinger said he was the most dangerous man in America and they tried to put him in jail and Nixon uh, sent the Watergate burglars to his psychiatrist office to f- try and find out if he wore women's clothes or something so he could they could discredit him which is bullshit so the same old shit's going on today Different day. back then <laughs> uh, we're doomed um, I watched Adieu <laughs> L'Ami, uh, Farewell to a Friend, with Charles Bronson and Alain Delon again. Uh, Didn't some s- podcast review that? Who did? Somebody, I don't, can't remember. Knows. Um, but because I watched Almost Human, for some reason I put those two together and watched that one again. I still love it. Uh, only Charles Bronson could meet a girl in one day, turn into her pimp, and make her uh, <laughs> dress up like, or well, not dress up like a doll. She just got naked, and the guy had a, a big thing of tinsel you'd put on your Christmas tree around her neck. And he would, when he would tug on it, she was supposed to be like one of those dolls that has a little string in her back, right? And she would say st- stupid stuff, you know. It was pretty spectacular, and she was hot. <laughs> uh, Friends of Eddie Coyle, I watched again. It's Yay! Great. I, I must have been taking a trip down memory lane. <laughs> I watched. Um, uh, Path to War, which was kind of sort of goes along the lines of uh, the most dangerous man in America. It, it was all about Lyndon Johnson and during Vietnam and Robert McNamara and his bunch uh, just getting deeper and deeper, knowing that uh, the Vietnam War was bullshit and that they couldn't win, and no matter what they did, and they were just like, "I'm not going to lose." You know, it was like a, you know, he he he. Uh, I don't know if it was like because of ego or his balls or what, but he just kept escalating and escalating. And uh, Alec Baldwin is the is uh, plays Robert McNamara. And oh wow, it was good. It's very good. It was a made for HBO movie, but I highly recommend it. I watched a movie called Two Guns with Mark Wahlberg and Denzel Washington. That sounds shit. like a winner for you. <laughs> it wasn't very good. Uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, I think that if they would have had uh, two different actors that were a little bit more had more chemistry and comedy timing, uh, and or Denzel Washington and another actor that was at least funny, Mark Wahlberg is not. Uh, they try to be to the point that they make Top Gun and um, Three Hundred. They, they vie for the homoerotic uh, bromance <laughs> because I swear to God, it was just like, Jesus Christ. Or, uh, Denzel Washington, it was like he was in love with uh, Mark Wahlberg. It was like love at first sight. And the way he acted, it was like, Jesus. This so, is so maybe weird. the guns that they're referring to in the title or yeah, something. Yeah, two else. guns, them fucking sword fighting with their cocks. Paula Patton <laughs> is in it. You get to see her tits. And uh, she is Denzel's girlfriend, but. He pretty much acts like he wants to fuck Mark Wahlberg more than her. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It just wasn't a very good movie. And I guess it must have been based on a comic book or a graphic novel. And sometimes you can tell. 
shit like that. It's like, um, it tried to be kind of cool and it wasn't that cool. Not, don't, I mean, you can watch it, whatever. Uh, I watched Untraceable, which is a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> Diane Lane, Ellen, or, uh, you had a bad week. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, um, she, of course, is hot from, um, oh, uh, Streets of Fire and, uh, mm-hmm. Pony Boy Curtis fucking movie, The Outsiders, and uh, Rumblefish and all that shit. But, and she's an older MILF in this. Um, but this movie's just dumb. Uh, it's very <laughs> dumb. It's got Tom Hanks' son in it. Um, this, there's a serial killer, and he puts, like, he'll kidnap somebody, put them on the internet in this elaborate scheme. And if the more people that watch it, the faster the mechanical thing torture device will kill them you know it kills them it makes them suffer but so then of course people on the internet are like oh god we're gonna see so the more more people get on it no matter what and they just have different crazy weird ways that the people die it's a piece of shit uh <laughs> I didn't watch it because i wanted to that was another friend movie uh, I watched uh, Pathfinder, the Blu-ray of Pathfinder with Carl Urban, a.k.a. Judge Dredd, and Bones McCoy, because I like him. I actually bought this on Blu-ray. Uh, it's very, very long. Yeah. This, I think, was also based on a graphic novel, which you can really tell. Uh, it. The Viking guys, of course, are portrayed as like monsters, and but it's uh, there's to me it's it's nothing but pure action. There's not a lot of anything else to it, which kind of gets boring after a while. I thought I don't know. Yeah. And Carl Urban just he looked a little bit too pretty. I don't uh, know. Have you watched the new show he's in? No, I have not. It was good. I heard it was good, but I have not watched it because I've been busy watching all these turds. Um, I watched Outland with Sean Connery, and um, it's good. It's still good. It's uh, a western in outer space, high noon in outer space. Now, I'm going to tell you about a friend of mine <laughs> that made me watch uh, Two Guns, Untraceable, and well, what else? I can't remember. Something else that was shitty, I'm sure, because he always watches shitty movies. Uh, well, um, Ghost of Girlfriends. Um, I know he really that was just on TV and a bunch of us were watching it. Um, Pathfinder, I already talked about. I'm looking at the wrong picture, I'm a little bit fucked up right now, people. Um, Outland, the guys, uh, Sean Connery's a marshal in space on a on a on a mine. I said it was almost like Don Blankenship, the mining asshole around here that caused a big disaster and made a bunch of money and never went to jail and took off with all the money. Um, they're doing something like that and Sean Connery exposes something that's going on and he says, I'm going to bring this guy down, blah, 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 blah. So the guy has three hired assassins coming on this shuttle to the moon that they're on and Sean Connery knows it. So they have a big uh, thing up there that says shuttle, it's like an airport, shuttle arriving in so many hours. This thing said shuttle arriving in 40 hours. My friend looked at me and he goes, man, it takes a week for them to get there. <laughs> and I, I just, at first I kind of just like, what? And then I th- he didn't just say what I thought he did. 
And then I started thinking, should I say something? Is did, <laughs> did I misunderstand what he was saying? And I said, dude, there's 40 hours in a work week. If you work eight hours a day, five days yeah, a week. Yeah, that, that has to be what it was from. But there's 24 hours in a day, two days, 48 hours, and it's only 40. <laughs> that's not even two days. And he goes, well, yeah, yeah, that's right. And I'm like, I'm serious. I I don't know. Whatever. I'm not a genius, but God damn it. Whatever. I, I, so I guess sometimes people say things and they're not thinking. Um, I'll give him that. And I watched The Atomic States of America or The Atomic States. And it's a documentary on Netflix about um, nuclear energy and how they – okay, nu- after Three Mile Island disaster in Chernobyl, nuclear energy kind of got put on the um, – uh, off to the side because people are like, wait a minute, this is fucking a little bit too dangerous or whatever. And then they have kind of latched on to the Green Party thing uh, where people say, you know, burning coal and burning natural gas causes too much emissions and da 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 They They are like, well, we need to bring back nuclear energy. It's safe and it's clean and it doesn't affect, you know, the environment. But they showed... Uh, um, I think it might have been Three Mile Island when that thing happened. They said to clean, or, or even Chernobyl, one of those things like that, or Fukushima, mm-hmm. the cost of cleaning up a disaster like that, a meltdown, total meltdown of the core, cost more than all the profits that they make on every other nuclear power plant because the shit is fucked forever. You're, it's fucked forever, like thousands of years. You know, you're not uh, they, like uh, Chernobyl. They just said, you know, there's nothing we can do. Fuck it. You know, they just basically, it's a dead zone. And 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 you know, these plants were made 30 years ago, and they were made to last for 30 years. And the ones in the United States are way are past 30 years. Uh, so anyway, but it's very good documentary. Um, and uh, that's about it. I watched uh, some shoot interviews and shit like that, but I didn't. And then just the two movies for this week. So, movies what have you been watching? Um, well, yeah. Besides the yeah. lots of lots of uh, lots of Doctor Who the last couple of weeks uh, on Daily Motion. Still, Tom Baker all the way. Yeah, you um, like that show. <clears throat> I do like that show. Um, but yeah, I didn't, when I was when I was feeling sick. Well, okay, I'll say this: I got the I I, I got my my Mac Mini. I, I got some early Christmas money, and so I've got the Mac Mini that is now my media server. So, a lot of my free time instead of watching movies this week, I've been converting all the random digital movies that I already have to form a format that iTunes can read easily, and. Uh, so I'm loading that into iTunes on the Mac Mini that I can stream to, you know, devices around my house or Apple TV or whatever. So that's that's been a big time thing. Um, but yeah, I watched a couple Arsenal soccer matches, stuff like that. But um, did watch a couple movies. Well, four. Um, only one cram movie. But uh, I, randomly, I was showing I, I was showing Jane the uh, the way you could watch. Um, we were just messing around with the new computer on the television. I was like, hey, you can even just pull up Amazon Prime right here while you just watch it on TV because it runs through HDMI, so the sound runs out and everything. Um, so we watched Summer Rental, the John Candy movie. Uh, it's, it's on Amazon Prime. 
um, you know, the beach rental boat race. Not, it's not great, but you know, it's an old classic for us. Uh, or she had never seen it actually. An old classic for me. We used to one of those weird ones we had recorded off Showtime or something that we watched dozens of times. Um, pretty, pretty harmless little movie. Some dirty words. That's about it. Um, John Candy again. Pretty funny in. Um, and who was the ship captain in that? Rip Torn. Okay, <laughs> the ship captain. <laughs> the ship captain is Rip Torn, and he was pretty funny. And John Larroquette played a very small role. I thought I, I seem to remember him being bigger in it for some reason, but maybe I just was thinking things when I was younger that he was that his wife was gonna cheat on him with John Larroquette's character or something. But he's in hardly. I wonder a movie if there's a porno movie called The Shit Captain, starring Probably. the boogie woogie man Jimmy Valiant. <laughs> Um, my starship beaver. My my cram movie was Spring Breakers. Um, also on Amazon Prime. Is this any good or what? I've never seen. <clears throat> it's worth seeing. Um, I liked now, it quite a bit. Now, but see, some people no. say it's worth seeing means well, it's worth a watch, but it's not. It's it's um no, I liked it. I, I did like it. It's not it's not like top five for me or anything like that. Um, it's uh. It's an interesting little look, and it's 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 obviously done as kind of a uh, making light of the whole like spring break culture. There's a lot of like voiceover as these. It's showing like women getting liquor poured on their faces and tits while this girl you hear a voiceover. This girl like talking to her grandmother saying, "This place is magical. I feel like I'm a different person here, and all this stuff." And like she's like, "I can I can move here and live here the rest of my life. I can really be myself." And it's real. It's 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 kind of that, but it it takes some turns. I didn't I I didn't know really anything about the movie except that there was nudity and James Franco with a grill. Um, uh-huh. But uh, does he have dreadlocks? Really, uh, yeah. Well, they're it's like braids. Okay, oh, um, cornrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. he's really good. I mean, he's disgusting, but he's really good. Um, yeah, it's good. It's I mean, it's only you know, it's only an hour and a half or so. Um, well, that's good. Yeah, and it's free on Prime, so it's 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 an interesting movie. It's really it's really well shot. It's it's a great looking movie. It's not, and I just didn't know what to expect really because the opinions are so yeah. torn on it. I thought it was just going to be like just a like a generic like, and I and I know coming from Harmony Corinne, I, I should have probably known different, but I thought it was just going to be you know people on spring break and like just like antics and shit like that. I don't know why, but it's kind of, it's not really that. Was there um, a lot of tit? A lot of lots ass. Of tit. Lots of ass, lots Cunt of tits. lips. Nope, no no no, no genitals. <laughs> James Franco's in everything these days. Yeah, yeah. Suckers he's, are he, working full. He is. Um but uh yeah, watch this. It's you'll I don't know if you'll you'll love it, but it's it's uh you'll want to see it. I love it's cunt good. lips. Yeah. <laughs> I know you do. Um, one that I watched was that was pretty incredible. Um, I finally I, I watched the Crumb documentary. Yeah, nineteen ninety four. This uh, I've always I've, I've, and this is also on Amazon Prime. I went a little Amazon Prime crazy this week. Um, he I, I I knew he had lots of like he was pretty prolific as far as an artist goes. Um, I never knew what this movie was honestly. I just seeing the cover of it and knowing it was criterion. I thought originally that it was not a documentary. I thought it was just a movie 
about him, like like, and somebody else played him. I didn't realize it was a documentary, but uh, his brothers, man, you were right. His whole family is really bizarre. <laughs> and you know, I think his was, mom might have been the most normal one because she just seemed like she was <laughs> drunk and smoked cigarettes a lot. Yeah, yeah, but what he, a fucked up family. It was I. I was I was really impressed with his brother's artwork as yeah. well, like his two different brothers, and they're just interesting guys. And um, his, I didn't realize he did as much artwork as he did. I mean, I'd I'd seen his work before, but you know, I didn't realize like the you know how much he actually draws and where it all ends up and everything. It was it was really interesting. Do you I, think I love- that he would be like the way he is? Uh, I that's what I said. I think on maybe last week's show or whatever. He just seems like the kind of person that would just get on my fucking nerves because he scoffs <laughs> and like he's like he's superior uh, about everything. And it's like, dude, you look like you smell like fucking cat piss. You know? <laughs> yeah. He. I'll tell you what bothered me most in it was when uh, that guy that he was shopping in his store and the guy's yeah. like, can I have your autograph? And he's like, no, I don't, I don't do that. Like, come on, dude. He's yeah. fucking like, he's a fan and you can write your fucking name. It's, it's a short name. It's kind of like one of those deals though, where if you ask him that and you know about him, you would almost get a kick out of his answer because you know, he's kind of a, a weirdo. Yeah. I like the yeah. chick that ran, that was like the producer or that ran the leg magazines. I kind of oh, yeah. wanted to fuck her. <laughs> her bangs were good. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> the only other thing I watched uh, was twenty. <laughs> he didn't like actually like to have sex. He would just get piggyback rides, wrestle, and tickle. yeah, yeah. That was yeah. He liked the feet in his face and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Weird dude. I'm gonna have to honestly. I'm gonna have to look. And I I liked and it kind of reminded me of uh, the um when the gentleman. We're this week talking about um, I can't remember the name of the movie they were reviewing, but kind of like porn versus art, and I liked how they went into that some too yeah. with some of his old editors saying, you know, I think this might when this one this kind of stuff might have gone too far, and his you know and and how much of it and yeah, you'd she always was have just the up a cunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. She was. She would Sorry. say that. It's funny you say that. She would say that, but then the, it'd show the guy immediately saying, you know. Oh, this is still artwork, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't know. Anyway. I might get along with him a lot more. We might have more than <laughs> yeah. And he's very upfront about his how he's not a big fan of women. Have you which, ever ate like a big long thing of cloth and digested it? And oh, like, God, that made me sick. It was like, the cat's ass thing. Because then what he if, would just wash it and do it again. What if it didn't come out? Does he leave it hanging out of his mouth while it goes through him <laughs> so it can like yeah. pull it out the uh, other uh, end? It made me gag. <laughs> God damn. Or does he just finish eating the whole thing and just wait for it to come out? Because what if it's balled up or something? It, it seems like that was caked in cheese. I mean, dogs, if a dog eats a string, it can fucking kill him. Yeah, because that's what they always say about about the uh, tinsel and stuff off a Christmas tree. Like, if they got something hanging out of their ass like that, don't just, like, pull it out. Oh, God. I mean, shit. That happened well, to that my stupid. My mom had a funny story. She she said one of her one of her funny memories of her dad was uh, when uh, the cat had eaten a piece of bologna with the still with yeah. the red string on it, and and it was hanging out of his like the, a loop of red bologna <laughs> string was hanging out of the cat's ass, and the da- her dad was chasing it around trying to grab it. <laughs> I would always try and step on it and then just let them run away. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. 
I've had um, Loney thing and tinsel on the cat. <laughs> the only other thing I watched was 28 Up, um, the continuing Up documentary. This one's a longer one. Um, I, I need to start. I, I, I'm, I'm like Will. I've, I've, I'm hooked now, so i got to keep watching. But, uh, you know, I, I've gone back and forth on who I like following the most um, in this series. But I, I do recommend this. Uh, for you, Zom. Uh, they're all on instant if you wanted to watch them. Well, like um, I said, I haven't seen any of them, but I'm telling you, 40 and up sucks. <laughs> well, I'm, cu- I'm getting close to 40 for the characters. So. Brutal. Um, but that's it. That's all I watched all week. That's not yeah. bad, though. It was some interesting stuff. Yeah. So I didn't have I didn't watch anything terrible. So that's usually that's a change for me. Usually, <laughs> your team uh, is like in second place in their division behind the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's uh, kind of, that surprised me. I, me too. <laughs> Last I checked, you know, so by now they yeah. might be like. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they could beat the Penguins. Um, but the yeah, that's how I watch. So why don't we take a break? And do you have a preference which movie we do first? Because we got a I long can't even one remember either one of them. So you know, just oh boy, stuff. no, I can well, remember them. I you know, but I'll be all right. Let's do let's do Deathmaker first. We'll just go Death in chronological order. Deathmaker. Uh, we'll be right back. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Shoshow at shoshow.podomatic.com or search Shoshow, all one word, in the iTunes store. What? Sounds like George the Animal Steals theme song. <laughs> Why am I so ugly? Before they turn him into a douche. Yeah, so I totally <laughs> lost the original uh, the original YouTube music clip, so Higgins cheated again and snuck a couple in there. Higgins. Henry Higgins. Uh, so our first movie of the day. Um, the Deathmaker. 1995. Zom. Synopsis. <coughs> Fritz Harmon has killed at least 27 boys is questioned by a psychology professor in order to find out Oot. whether he is sane or can be held responsible for his crimes. During the interrogation, Armand reveals his motives for the killings. The killing methods. 
I fucked it up. All right. So, Shit. I didn't do any research on this. Good, good, good. So you can you can fill in the blanks when I don't have shit to bring to the table as usual. Um, like Jimmy Valiant. Or so no, the, they always have shit to bring to the table. The, are on the table. Yeah. Uh, this is um, th- th- this movie I watched sec- a, a second, and I thought it was interesting um, I, <laughs> that these two ended up getting chosen. So to a little background for anybody that doesn't remember or is not a member of the Facebook group. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the, um, we put this to a vote a few months ago. This has been in the works and for some reason it kept falling through the cracks, but um, Armin uh, wrote quite a while ago and asked us to, if we'd be interested in covering a couple uh, of, I don't know his favorite or anything. He sent an email in, so we'll see exactly why he chose these. But he chose four of them for us, and we put it up to vote, and these two were, were chosen. So, and these movies end up being kind of uh, oddly related. Uh, we have kind of just I, I, my first note is another sexual deviant. Hmm. <laughs> Armin? Mm-hmm. Um, Armin, you got something to tell us, buddy? So Flat this is this is a uh, this is the story of well the story of the last days of a a notorious um, fuckhead and serial killer Fritz Harmon um, who I did read some about um, apparently well he was tried and put to death by guillotine of all things for the killing of. I think it's 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 debatable. Um, they pinned at least twenty four murders of him, of all young men. Um, maybe up to twenty seven. I know that they um, they only found the clothing of like a handful of people. Kind of like his, maybe a Henry Lee Lucas thing where they got him to confess to close a bunch of cases maybe i don't know right and that could be and and but and the, they only found the clothing of a handful of people and let me tell you something brian would, higgins is going to be fucking eating this shit up he loves the serial killer shit <laughs> he loves the serial killer shit yes. they um higgins higgins um they they found the leg bones which they discuss in the movie the i think the femur they said which is what the thigh um of toe. 22 people but then he, Fritz Harmon himself said he killed anywhere from 50 to 70 people. And so what this movie is, um, I went into both of these pretty cold, as usual, which I like to do with movies that I've never seen before, just so I can kind of, I don't have any, I have as little preconceived notions as possible. What this, what this, the way this is constructed is almost like a, a stage play. You have... Um, as as Zom read in the synopsis, a you have Fritz Harm or the guy that plays Fritz Harmon. He is played by, um, and I'm I'm not familiar with any of the actors, but Gets George. Did I say his name right? I wonder, uh, or Gots George. Um, wow. He's apparently pretty pretty legendary in Germany. Um, I know Armin's posted some images of him before from a, a TV show he was on, where he had a pretty fantastic mustache playing a cop. But um, fantastic. It's 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 really what it, what it really comes down to is it's the George show. He. I wish we he, had two little dots above some of our. I know owls. the 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 umlaut zoom. 
The um, Zom needs a couple dots. Yeah. Put them on there just for the hell of it. Okay. Um, I'll put one. I'll put some above loaf too. <laughs> it, would, it would still not be really a good name. Still be a terrible name. Terrible. Yeah, still be kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. So it ends up. It, this is almost like a stage play. What what it is is an interview between this older guy, um, this the psych, the psychiatrist, uh, and Fritz Harmon in a pretty sparse room. You know, you got a couple tables, a few chairs. That's it. Um, bars on the window. It's in an, it's in a, a mental hospital, insane asylum. And, um, I don't know if there are so much, it seems at times, I don't know if there's so much trying to determine if he's insane or not to decide whether or not they're going to, uh, to execute him. Or if, you know, this is, I don't even know if this time at this time, the term serial killer was a thing. And maybe it was more of a, all right, we're going to kill this dude. Let's ask him some questions and figure out how the fuck his brain works. So maybe we can try to prevent this in the future. Cause at times it really seems more like with the kind of questions. Um, and what is his character's name? The doctor, the, the doctor. Schultz. <clears throat> yeah. So Dr. Schultz asks, um, you know, some of the questions he asks him are pretty, you know, I don't know if they lead so much into determining his insanity. Like more of, like a very um, sexual. Yeah. Like, you know, like understanding you, you know, sexual deviance more. Right. Or something. And it seemed like they were going to. Did you get that to, in election? Yeah. Yeah. Did this make did this, did, did this turn you on? Did you. Did the pre-cum come out at the end of your penis? And you put some <laughs> on your lips like chapstick. <laughs> Taste of the pre-cum drive you insane. Um, as you slowly shit on the coffee table. <laughs> we, we are stuck on the, the shitting on the coffee table, man. With his long flowing beard. Uh, <laughs> imagine if he mushed his face into it into the coffee table and is all that stuck in his beard. That fucking beard would be gross. It would be caked. <laughs> I had a dream a couple weeks ago that my brother was walking this dog that was the size of like a Clydesdale. Nice. And the dog had hair like one of those dogs, you know, that look like they have dreadlocks. And this dog, it shit like a horse too. Speaking of Clydesdale, it would lift up its tail and the shit would just roll out. But this shit was, uh, it was diarrhea. And my, do- my brother didn't realize it because he was facing the other way. And I saw this like waterfall of diarrhea coming out of this giant dog. And then immediately the dog turns around and just like plops down like a cartoon dog right into its own diarrhea puddle. And then he gets up and this is in the middle of a park. He gets up and starts shaking off and his hair is like flapping around and there's like diarrhea raining everywhere. <laughs> People are running away screaming. And in the dream, <laughs> the giant so, dog represented organized religion. <laughs> yeah. Analyze that. Yeah. Um, the giant dog was God. So the, Shh, um, the shit was organized religion. <laughs> so do- so Dr. Dr. Schultz the pre-cum asks which he put on his lips a lot of your pre-cum. And it, well it was interesting at first in the in the interview All right, let's, let's because move. I like the way they do it Next um because they <laughs> Yeah, we're done. <laughs> I get a 5. Next. Um the um he um the, it's it's almost it's a it's a it's a very it's an odd interview at first because he's asking um, Harmon these questions about 
geometry or uh, yeah. geography about arithmetic and they do get to why he's doing it. Do you know what stairs are? Do you know what a ladder is? Do yeah. you know the difference between the two? And I, I like the way they handle it. They show this kind of passage of time. They don't ever say how many days this takes place in. See, I think um, that part, those questions like that w- do show that they were I think those would be questioning someone's sanity. If well, how yeah. far out of it are they? Can they not even know? It, like people that have Alzheimer's and they have dementia so bad that they don't even know. Like uh, the Mike Webster, the football player, when he had brain damage so bad, he said he would sit out in his pickup truck in the freezing cold, and or he told his son that that he and he didn't. There would be like a blanket on the his pickup truck's uh, seat off to the yeah, side, yeah. and he didn't even know enough to put the blanket over him to keep warm. Now, that's fucking, you know, so... Yeah, and I, and, and they don't really take it that direction at first, but they actually, they, they get to it eventually because, and it's a very odd, psychi- like, you know, scientific process that he takes because at times he's he's using these types of questions, as we see, to eventually back... Uh, Harmon into a corner. He wants to. It's almost like he's. It, it's. 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 It's not. It's at the same time an interview and an interrogation because he's trying to back them back him into a corner, and prove that he is evil or, and just a criminal as opposed to mentally ill at times. Well, yeah, and and possibly when you say back him into a corner, I think the question was several. Uh, or, or the question being, um, is this guy insane? Or is yeah. this an act? And he, yeah, and he he yells at. I mean, he's like, "This has got to be an act. This has got to be an act." And and they still, I mean, you get hints that it might not be, but they don't really answer the question. All right. And the well, movie's done. The, the whole, I mean, even you know, in America, you know, the greatest country in the world. I mean, this is Germany's, but this is I'm saying what I know <laughs> about America, the greatest country in the world. Um, <laughs> Declaring, you know, innocent by reason of insanity, you can be mentally ill, but the whole thing that they are trying to prove is that at the time of the murder or whatever, Murders, that yeah. you knew that it was wrong, and they can prove that and say, well, well, then if you didn't, if you didn't know it was wrong, then why did you hide? Or why did you try and cover up the crime? Or blah, 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 blah. You can be batshit crazy. Yeah. But if you do things like that, that means you knew that it was wrong and you shouldn't be doing it. But like if you heard, you know, the fucking uh, coffee cup tell you to go kill and, you know, Jimmy Valiant. And what if the <laughs> – shitting on a coffee table. What if, um, what, what if the coffee cup also tells you to clean up the mess afterwards? <laughs> so cool. the um, this entire film is this interview process. It is Schultz asking Harmon these sometimes seemingly random questions, but very detailed questions about his process of killing, um, where he did it, what he did with the bodies, and that. Well, but a, not just the killing though, too, but also, um, like I said, sexual deviance and sexual molestation. Yeah, I mean, uh, and well, his own I mean, homosexuality, and yeah, you know. and the and the guy doesn't Schultz doesn't really keep a a, a down the middle approach to it because he you know, he's saying a lot of the time like you know 
basically saying homosexuality is disgusting. What about sucking? Like yeah. <laughs> Did you suck it too? Suck it? Um, um, but, one thing that I, uh, you know, look or, or beyond the questions and all that is the when you think about the circumstances, okay, you have a brutal, uh, supposed brutal uh, murderer who in the most horrible uh, uh, nightmarish ways would kill people. He talked about like pulling their heads back and biting into their neck. Like yeah, and they, and they, since they didn't, I was reading that too. Since they didn't have the name for serial killer, I mean, he was called the vampire, or the werewolf, and but you had uh, um, um, basically, like you said, you had an older uh, scholarly professor slash doctor doing the interview, and you had the stenographer who was this kind of little. Uh, Poindexter eggheady guy and mm. then you had this monster sitting there but it was almost as if um, I think that the stenographer on a couple of occasions showed that uh, uh, being unnerved oh he was he was shitting himself yeah. a few times Harmon would, uh, or, or unnerved as in you know like very uncomfortable if Harmon came over and got close to him or touched something that he had. Also unnerved to the point when he was telling stories that it made him physically ill. But the doctor, to me, just was... I mean, it was like... Uh, almost He was almost like Sigmund Freud-like uh, where he was so analytical and he kept things so professional and so analytical and controlled. Like if Harmon got up or something... There yeah. were times where he would just like point, like you know, for him to sit back down. He would just do it. He hardly even odd. flinched. And man, and like you know, I feel like this movie would have been done different, differently had it been American. Obviously, there would be guards standing be in there and stuff. <laughs> well, we can get to that. The um, <clears throat> no, I mean, no, I'm just saying, you know, America number one. America number one. Love it or leave you it. it. Um, the, but back to the, back to the plot line itself. I mean, you see, you see Harmon changing at first, he, you know, he come and I don't know if he's fresh into the asylum at first because he's still, he's got a certain hairstyle. He has facial hair. Um, they take, they're taking pictures of him in his suit. Um, and he's, he's got to- a little, totally playing the buffoon. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, I mean, but as they, as they he he loses, they shave his head, they shave his face, and his teeth are really disgusting. Yeah. Um, but George, is, I mean, with that transformation, they, I mean, he really starts to look fucking just nuts. But honest to um, God, if they would have had like a brawn electric toothbrush, like I bought at Walmart, <laughs> it might have changed this whole attitude. Do they? I think they have Walmart in Germany. Do they really? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Nice. But they have unions in Germany for Walmart, so. Oh, fuck. What the hell? But they move on to questions about the Ten Commandments. So, and I, I don't think I've still even said exactly, but this what this ends up being, this entire, uh, the entire runtime of the film, essentially, is the interview between the two. And it's mostly, um, it's it's almost not, at times, even dialogue as mo- as much as it is just monologue from George as, as, uh, as Fritz, if this would have been made in America, I guarantee you they would have had they would have had to have had flashbacks. They would have and had flashbacks. Some grotesque. Uh, yep, yep. Stuff. And they, they they would have the lead up, and they would probably would have had Harmon attack 
the psychiatrist at some point and have to be restrained. There was um, the guy that like would bring him in that was pretty fucking like looked like a big uh, dude that would. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they had the orderlies that would come in. They they sedate him, sedated him at one point. But what I think they do well were they sedating I, him or were they that, at that one time when they gave him the shot or they the they needle, injected something? And I thought they were, like a little. Kid. I thought they were injecting him too. But if you watch the syringe, because it was one of those old glass ones that's big and thick, the tube, oh, they were they taking w- blood out. Oh, okay. Maybe they, they were, were like analyzing him like a, a fucking rat in a laboratory or something. I don't know. But I honestly got as I watched it and they started pulling the thing back, it just filled up full of blood. And then they, they took it out, unscrewed the thing, and put it in the thing and left. So well, I don't what know. I, what, I, what I read that was pretty incredible about this is this is i mean this is based on you know you have the stenographer there writing the notes of this discussion and this thing is just based on i don't know if it's based on a book or whatever but i mean this is from the actual transcripts of this interview which is pretty horrific um i I don't want to get into like details of their conversation because that is the entire movie but it's to be for a movie to take place in one room it's. I mean, it's well shot at times. There's. There's a few times you you keep an eye on the camera because sometimes you have the camera very close to George. Um, he'll be like lying on the table. I love the scene when he spills his own water on purpose on the table and he's just kind of like splashing it with one finger, like slapping his finger into this little puddle of water. And he sits up and he's looking at 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 Schultz. And there's just. I mean, the water that he was just splashing is still dripping off of his face, and he doesn't even reach up to wipe it off. Um, he's very distracted, which I thought was really well done. Um, you know, he, he'll, he'll stop in the middle of a sentence and just stare at the, uh, at the stenographer. He was, he was obsessed at times with him. He would talk about like, uh, young men having blue eyes or whatever. And he would just be staring at the stenographer <laughs> while he's over there shitting in his pants. Um, but the camera would rotate around the table at times. There's like almost dizzying effect, you know, where there two of them are talking and the camera doesn't stop moving. And I always, I always wonder how they do these shots if they have like a track. They, on the they floor have or something. to, I think, yeah. especially since, I mean, like if it, also if it was made in America today, the camera would be shaking all over the place. And, <laughs> yeah. you know. But um, I think, and this is, you know, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> well, not of, just play medicine, one on not of medicine. podcast. Yeah, on the podcast. Um, but I think that in layman's, uh, if you were in a room with this guy, you'd think this guy's fucking insane. Okay, but then they bring in a a uh, a psych, uh, you know, a trained psychiatrist mm-hmm. and um, psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever. Well, psychiatrist is the actual psychiatrist doctor. is the one that can give you drugs, right? Okay, but. Um, this guy, they bring him in because they do an if they do like the extensive interview, blah 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 blah. He has the skills they think to uh, dis- decide or decipher whether this guy's full of shit. Because I mean, like I said, if you know things about dementia that people wouldn't even remember this, how to do basic things, or what the right, name right. of a balloon is, or a fucking uh, cup or something. Um, but since Psychiatry is not a an exact science, and you see this. Of course, now I'm going to my training by watching Law and Order. <laughs> you could have one psychiatrist come in and say, "Okay, this guy's faking it," or 
he may be mentally ill, but he knows what he did was wrong and that he shouldn't have, you know, <laughs> that what killing people is wrong. But you could have another psychiatrist come in and say this man is completely and totally mentally ill, blah, 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 blah. Right. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of like, you know, it depends on who the psychiatrist is working for, I think, if he's working for the defense <laughs> or if he's working for the prosecution. So. <laughs> right. The, um, the 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 highlight of this film for me is George. I mean, you know the, the uh, Schultz played by Jürgen Hinch. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's fine, but he's not really there to do anything except bounce the questions. Yeah, this is the this is the gets George show, and to uh, really you know, show so. no emotion or yeah i mean he gets the only time he gets worked up is when he's saying that like basically being gay is disgusting he kind of got pissed really there a couple times i think <laughs> yeah. and well and he got pissed when he fig- when he thinks that George when he thinks that harman is uh is faking it yeah um you know he would ask questions like can a man who's killed 17 people be decent or and you know he he, he fakes uh, he says you know accusing him of faking of being stupid and stuff like that but I mean, you get these you get these uh, descriptions of uh, of how well one of how he disposed of the bodies, which is fucking gross. And I, I and that's another thing where uh, I think that the professor was kind of exposing some of his bullshit when he would say, "Up, oh, I just." cut their scalp off and flushed it down the toilet. You mean the toilet didn't clog up? Didn't clog up at all. I took their fingers, I cut them up, flushed them down. Now let me tell you something. Jesus fucking Christ. I take a goddamn bath and I'm so fucking hairy that I fucking <laughs> stop up the goddamn drain every once in a while. You're, you're flushing uh, fingers and, you know, and... A turd when it gets wet is going to fucking break down. <laughs> Flush is going to take a hell and bone. Flesh is waterproof. But then again, I don't know what the, the sewer system was like back then, you know. Maybe it, it was just a hole. <laughs> just a big hole, yeah. Um the um but the Get back you to know, us on that Armin. We want to know about uh Germany's sewage systems in yes. the uh what 1800s. Well, early it, 19- well, no, no, yeah, early 1920s because it was after World War. He served in World War 1 and got discharged for being a wackadoo. Yeah, and we want to know, Armin, also if you've ever seen a human skin floating down a river. So yes, yes, um, <laughs> or in your bathtub, or or, in, or we want to know if toes float. Yes. The um, oh god, and like when he talks about like the all the food references and stuff, um, feeding people certain things, and yeah, yeah, or or yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the um. He he's back and forth on, I guess on whether he feels remorse or not about the certain things. Um, he feels more bothered. It seems like he feels more bothered about his you know past relationships as to as opposed to what he did with people. And he's when he gets the most engaged is really seeming talking about the relationships he had with the people that he would eventually murder. It made me sick when he would talk about molesting these boys and talk about uh, how they love to smooch. 
like smooching, if they yeah, liked the kiss, wouldn't say kiss, he'd say smooch. But if they if if he claimed they liked to kiss, now look at his rotten teeth, and they're like young boys or whatever, uh, and he's saying, oh, they love to smooch, and he wasn't going to do anything, but they went, they they grabbed him, grabbed his crotch, and you know, then it was just like, well, you know, they, that was over then. Huh? And you know, when he when they said the boy, I think I think a lot of the victims were when yeah yes young, but I think they were probably like either runaways. I don't think they were children. I think it was, you know, teens, 20s type well, thing, think, like male World prostitutes one, and stuff like that. Um, one of the there reasons was there of, was World War II was the, the, the restrictions they put on the country after World War I made the economy so horrible. Yeah, And that's another thing he was saying was, you know, because that's one of the ways I think that he got caught was they were selling the, the victim's clothes on the street to Ugh. make money because you know they were so poor he couldn't get a job because he was nuts because it said on his military papers that he was nuts right and shit like that this movie is like my dinner with andre if andre was fucking batshit crazy <laughs> a serial killer and if you know i don't know if you've ever seen my dinner with andre but it's just two guys i've only seen my breakfast with blassie yeah, my breakfast with blassie was better than my dinner with andre um but you know did you see princess bride yeah. The guy that's like, inconceivable. <laughs> yes. He was one of the guys in my dinner with Andre. He was okay. one of the guys. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. <laughs> but if you watch Dusty that. road. I'm telling you, if you're going to sit there and watch two people just talk for an hour and a half, two hours or whatever, yeah. uh, it better be pretty fucking compelling. Yeah. And it better hold you. Now, uh, I... When I when I I started to watch this, I was kind of like, oh god, it's just these two guys that are talking. But because of the subject matter, and I'm not talking about anything gory or anything like that, but from a sort of a police procedural kind of a thing, mm-hmm. I found it interesting. Yeah. And from a psychology, uh, psychiatric kind of a thing, just uh, the questions, and I started thinking, okay, why the fuck is he asking him this? But then you start thinking, if is he looking? Uh, to see if he's faking or is he yeah he's, po- to see poking he's holes in it yeah poking holes in this and that is he trying to unnerve him is he trying to stimulate him by talking about maybe some sec or embarrass him just to throw him off or to unbalance him to see if he'll yeah. crack see if it'll crack but um, I wish I had the, my yeah. riding crop right now crack stuff the nuts the um, you know he he. He gets emotional when he talks about this monument that will be erected for him when he's yeah. dead and buried, and all that the names of all the people. These fucks that go and like shoot up Columbine or something like that, thinking uh, they're never going to forget me. And yeah, that's I'm going to live was. on forever. Now, his whole thing about um, he claimed the whole time. That he wanted to die. I want to die. I want you to put me to death. I don't fear. I want to. But yeah, then, well, he was certain he was going to heaven. Everybody goes to right. heaven. But I wondered also. It's like if you claim to be insane, you're used. You're probably not insane. But if you sit there and say, "I am not insane. I am not insane. You're not going to make me. You're not going to prove that I'm insane. I'm not insane." People that are insane don't think they're insane, and I was wondering if he was using reverse logic. If I say, oh, please don't put me to death, please don't put me to death, but he's like, I don't care, put me to death, I want my head to come off, and I want this, and da 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 that that would sound like, Jesus Christ, this guy's fucking, he, he wants to die, you know, but then you might get some assholes like, okay, 
Sounds good to me. <laughs> I love that his last wish was a good cheese sandwich, coffee, and cigar. Cigar. That that's, reminded that's, me of you. That's my kind of breakfast. Did he? Was that? Okay, when they shaved his mustache off and shit after the mm-hmm. very first part, the rest of the movie he's got like you know crew cut or real close shaved head, yeah, yeah. Um, and they shaved his mustache off. He had like this big sore on his mouth. Was that from somebody knocking the shit out of him, or was that like a big herpel? I don't. I I thought I I don't know if he actually I don't know if the actor has that on his face all the time anyway. Maybe it's a mole or something. And he um he seemed to live by the. <clears throat> prison slash I'm not I'm heterosexual I'm not gay because a guy sucked my dick and I didn't suck his dick so that means I'm not gay because I'm the pitcher <laughs> not the catcher Yeah, but then he not. got him to admit that he did also put on the catcher's mitt and the chest protector and he does he does not appear to have a, a mark on his face there when I look at pictures of <laughs> I him I thought so. he had like a big like a sore on the corner of his mouth. He did. He did in the movie, yeah. So I was wondering if that was like something actually on the actor's face that was just covered up by facial hair. It was the and he started picking at it. <laughs> Probably, it's lost maybe, it down the toilet. Maybe somebody else shaved him and they cut him shaving. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but he, uh, I just found a funny picture of him wearing an ascot. I'm going to put it on the group. Plot keywords. Homosexual, prostitution, serial boy, killer, serial killer, serial child killer. Nice. Yeah. Um, Homose- but the, uh, homosexual. <laughs> but the, um, it's the, you know, he, George is so good in this doing his, mm-hmm. his crazy. He yells, he gets quiet, but it, what I really appreciated too, you know, and I mentioned it with the water on the desk was the little things he does in, the, in it as well. Kind of his ticks, his being distracted. Um, I late in the movie, I loved when he ashes in his own hand yeah. and he's trying to talk, but it's obvious these ashes are bothering the hell out of him because like he doesn't know where to put them. Distracted by. Yeah. And it's like, he's not even, it's, it's, you get a sense that at times, like he's not, this is nothing for him. It's just a conversation. He's not taking this seriously at times because you know, he's not a lot, a lot of the time, a lot of things in the, in movies like this, you would see the guy working working the psychiatrist because he wants a certain thing. This is just a conversation for him. He's just say, he's very matter of factly. A lot of it's humorous. You know, he fakes vomiting at one point. Um, he's, he's like, and the guy reaches over to like catch it. The one time he did, he had his head down and he raised up. He had slobber dripping out of his mouth. Yeah. That kind of gagged me. I think that I wonder if the guy was just, uh, didn't just have such a fucked up, miserable life. He probably was, uh, mentally ill, in, to some degree, sure. and you know, it was just a kind of like you know, I just want this. To be, and if he was the killer, and he did do these things that um, to end his compulsions and everything, he just want you know, like you said, it, the hope of going to heaven. Uh, and the doctor kind of threw him off on that too, you know, because he's like, he was, you know, I don't care if I die, uh, I'm going to go to heaven and be with my mother, my my mother, and this and that. Uh, but then. The shrink starts talking about, well, you know, do you really think you're going to go to heaven? And, you know, <laughs> he did. He was. I mean, he did unless he's heaven. just completely lying. He's there. He's there. He just had, he just had to ask for forgiveness. So That's okay. all you have to do at the end. Um, you, you want to continue with your notes here? I don't know. Okay. No, I just. Do. I mean, just I kind of just did it as I went, and I really have to shit right now. Just kidding. <laughs> 
Not really. I, I really have to poop. I do. Um, I think that uh, when I first started watching this, I, I I was fresh because someone gave me a day off and told me to take an extra day and then watch this. Yay! Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> they made me do it! Um, and um, But I really did start getting into it um, and, uh, and thought it was interesting. Uh, you can take this uh, and probably think, you know, okay, what was it like when they interviewed Ted Bundy? What was it like when they interviewed Edmund Kemper or these serial killers that they've caught? And, uh, of course, they all have their own motivations, their own mental illness, which was caused by some trauma or something in their life or, you know, chemical this and that or whatever. Um, so that is very interesting. And these these characters, uh, well, they're not characters, real-life people, uh, but their character and how they are is very interesting in a yes. freak show kind of a way. But also, I mean, I hate to say this because, you know, if this, if this guy was responsible for the crimes that they said that he did, and he confessed, like I said, but they, Henry Lucas, they caught him, and he confessed to every goddamn fucking serial. They used that. Well, I remember when I was a kid, they'd have him all over the news. He's confessed to 180. He just went across the country killing all these people, and then it comes out that the police were just closing all the cold cases on their books, and they would give him cigarettes if they said, hey, you know, well, I think it might be over. You sure it's over there, Henry? You sure it's the body might not have been over here? Wink, wink. Um so something like that. Um, you know what's interesting? There, uh, there's actually a communal grave. You know, he's talking about this monument that's going to live a thousand years. There's actually a communal grave for all of his victims. known victims with all their names on it. It's like he was saying. But I, I, I in adulthood, uh, it's hard to forgive someone who has done things like this. Uh, but when you look back at what may what created the monster or how the monster what happened i mean for the most part with the exception of someone who is born with some uh like i said chemical or mental deficiency yeah. uh these people are created uh by trauma whatever it is through war or through parents that beat them or neglect them or abuse them or whatever society treating them as, as an outcast a certain way look at look at uh fucking R. crumb or one of his bro- well, his brother <laughs> talked about you know I wanted to come in in the middle of the night and kill you or yeah. or this and that. Um, but when when I think about the 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 per- the child that was before this, you know, it's just an awful thing. So I do kind of, you know it does make you think a little bit like that. But you know, then the the stuff they did, it's, it's hard to forgive anybody like that. But if you ask for forgiveness, no, anyway. Uh, but I thought this was very interesting. Um, it's what you, you know think the guy the, the length. It's it's a little. It was a little little lengthy. It's a little lengthy <laughs> for for the for the format of film. It is. Yeah, because it, it seems like they. It's uh, just a lot of the same procedure <clears throat> over and over. And yeah, over. yeah. And they, um, I was the the I was I, I wondered what happened to the guy. You know, there's a guy I talked about in it that. Basically sold the stuff with him and and you know was there he got for the murders in prison. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't get his head cut off. Um, you think? Okay, for the length of the movie, 
if they would have trimmed it and they would have put uh, possibly some other things like maybe them talking to his mother or showing maybe uh, some flashbacks as he's describing this and that. Would it have helped or hurt? that? I don't know if that I'd, I'd have to see it. I don't know. If yeah. it depend, maybe it depend on how that one, how that is done. If the Val length, Kilmer were the psychiatrist and, and the killer was Brian Fast Higgins, <laughs> no, Jake McLarge huge. <laughs> that would be awesome. And I that come be, storming, and I'm like, kill him, kill that motherfucker. That could be four hours long. I'd be yes. okay with it. And, and you Justin have to bust stenographer. Every day you burst in and you give the same line yeah. to kill Jake. Kill him! Kill the motherfucker! Um, the length is what hurts it, um, but uh, and George is the saving grace. Oh, yeah. If this if this didn't have the performance that he gives, this would not be a very good movie. Not too over the top? What? No, I was just going to But I couldn't be because that's how he was. And yeah. I just kind of by the notes. Um, do you want to get into a rating? Yes, let's get into the ratings. Let's let's try something different this week. Yeah, why don't we rate it on a scale from zero to ten instead of one to ten? Zero to ten. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would give this movie. It's it's um an interesting movie, I, I, and yeah. I do like that. Um, just because it was basically a couple of guys in the room, you know, talking. Um. That was something different. It was different than the Avengers, which I forgot to say that I was watching. <laughs> show. Um, I would give this movie a seven. Sweet, I give I give it a seven point five. This movie would be a five if not for George. He's very entertaining to watch. Um, that is why that is what kept my eyes on the screen. The subject matter helps because it was pretty interesting. Shit but together, if you would have been in that room, I that's well, I would be scared to be in there with him as those two guys because I would be afraid of getting bitten or whatever. Because that's a that's a pretty great moment in the movie where he's like, I'm not going to bite you, kind of thing. Yeah, he's like right there behind her. Oh my god. Um, then again, you know, I think that it would be kind of almost. Um, To think, you know, okay, this guy does some, and you know, after knowing all the stuff he did and and all this shit, and some of the times when he's like almost bragging about, oh, yeah. well, you know, I did this and I did that, that you know, um, I'd just like to fucking just knock the the goddamn son of a bitch through the goddamn fucking wall, and then give him a <laughs> dog headlock, possibly, oh, and then do the uh, Randy Savage pile driver of Ricky Morton through the table, which from <laughs> what I understand was the first time that someone went through the table, the pile driver. Could have been, could have been. Randy Savage is the killer. <laughs> Ricky, Morton Ricky Morton is the psychiatrist. Is the psychiatrist and Hoot Gibson is the goddamn stenographer, but he, <laughs> he has trouble writing the shit down because of his eye. 
and Gorilla Monsoon runs in to yell, "Kill Jake!" I like Robert. Robert was very nice. Him and Ricky both, and and even those dastardly bastard heels, Dennis Condry and Bobby. I know Condry. I was ready to slap him when I walked in, but he was a nice guy. He so. was very nice. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, this was a pretty good movie. I, you pretty know, good. I'm, I'm glad that it was brought to my attention because I guarantee I'd have never fucking found that. Yeah, I would never even look at this. So you know, cool. I, I, when it says keywords, homosexual and serial killer and poop and boogie woogie <laughs> and Jimmy Valiant's beard, I would know. I don't go to those sections. Uh, cool. Uh, why don't we take a break and come back and review the free will? We'll be right back. When you're watching movies, are you sick of remakes, reboots, reimaginings, reinventions, and Reese Witherspoon? Yes. Are you fed up with movies where giant robots try to remake Enter the Dragon? No. Do you think that torture porn is vastly inferior to 1970s driving porn? Do you find Botox actresses with fake tits and action heroes with no chest hair a turn-off? Do movies where no single shot lasts more than two and a half seconds piss you off? Yeah, me too. That's why I do Paleo Cinema Podcast, a podcast for films more than 20 years old. So if you think that Sid Charisse is a guy and that Myrna Loy is a kind of metal, you need Paleo Cinema Podcast. Go to paleo-cinema.com and do yourself a favour. Higgins again. Free will, or as I said earlier, der der Freiwille. Sure, why not? A man is released from a mental institution after serving nine years for multiple rape. <laughs> I got an easy one. Oh, you're uh, done. This, what? That was it. That's the whole thing. Right. Directed by Matthias or Matthias uh, Glasner. Starring Jürgen Vogel and some other people. Yeah. Sabine Timo Timoteo? That does not seem like a German name. Sabine, is that German? Hell, I don't know. I don't know I'm either. Polish. I'm American. I'm American, man. I'm not Polish. I'm like a quarter uh, Polish. Zom. Yeah. What did you think of the free will? Free will. I, after seeing, this is a good companion piece for the documentary you watched about uh, SeaWorld. <laughs> Free Willy? Oh, uh-oh. What? We have a problem here. Yeah. Um, no, this is not Free Willy. <laughs> well. 
<laughs> that would be a different Put free Willy. fucking reins on Willy. You son of a fucking bitch! <laughs> um, now, listen, people. Listen, people. Let I me got tell you something, something to say. Um, I had never heard of this movie, The Free Willy. Um, but when I started watching it, I would say in the first 10 minutes of the movie, you I had was a boner. Like, so pissed off. Oh, okay. Because right. I thought, you know, God damn it. If we're going to have people suggest fucking movies for the show <laughs> and they're merely going to choose things that they know I'm going to either hate or that's going to fucking piss me off that I'm not going to fucking even want to watch one second of it. Okay. But I, like a trooper, a trooper, trooper, made it through a pretty, I hung pretty in there. Pretty horrific rape. Yeah. Well, a horrific rape. Yes. And I hung in there. And I will say this. Okay. We just said there is a horrific rape scene at the beginning of this, a very violent, very brutal rape scene. Yeah. I have made no bones about it on the show from probably fucking show number one that I fucking hate that I, I, it just disturbs me and I really, you know, whatever. I just am like, ugh, I just hate even seeing this. But I will, like, as an irreversible, I will say that done with a purpose, a violent, brutal rape scene. Um, it is what it is. Yeah, it's done in this movie with a distinct purpose. It sets up this character. Yes, uh, it shows what he is, what his compulsion or illness or whatever you want to call it is, and it works really well. It is hard to watch. It's uh, gross. It's yeah. not as hard now. I um, you know, I hate to compare one to the other. Uh, Irreversible was probably one of the most horrific, most brutal, most disturbing rapes because it just went on and on and on, and it was just so awful. This is equally as awful, but it doesn't go on for as long. Although yeah. it does go on for a while. Um, but I, I mean, I'm telling you, the first 10 minutes of this, I was like, motherfucker. Because then I looked <laughs> at the time on it and I saw that it was like a, you know, what? Uh, near near three-hour movie. Near three-hour movie. And I was like, motherfucker, I do not want to watch this. If this is what this is going to be. Okay, so I'm closing my mind up. I'm just going, you know, just I've seen 10 minutes of this and I've already decided this is just, I, I hate this. But I stuck with it. And I'm glad I did. Yeah. Because it's way, 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 way more than that. That is yeah. a small setup piece. That is a small portion. Very pivotal. Very, And it needs to be there. Because the way the movie plays out and the way that it goes along, um, you need to remember this. Yes. Because, because of the fact um, that this... Uh, main character uh, uh, Theo or Teo, Teo. Uh, because of Teo. because he has this um, mental illness or this compulsion, this overwhelming compulsion to brutalize uh, sexually and rape uh, women. 
Yeah, he he's not a fan of ladies. Right. Uh, and and like I said about the last movie, there are obviously things in this guy's past that have create turned a child into a monster. Okay. Uh, but he goes through a, at least an attempted transformation. He is not the kind of person that is like, I hate all fucking bitches and I just want to fucking, uh, throughout the whole movie or whatever, he... He's disgusted by, his, by himself. Right. And, and almost, um, it's almost like, okay, to, a, a, not to lessen the extreme, it's almost like when a dude is goes out and he's like, man, I just want to get laid tonight. And yeah. he picks up a chick that he's probably not even tracked to, that he doesn't even know, blah, 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 blah. Takes her home, fucks her. And as soon as you come, you're like, Jesus Christ, why the fuck did I do that? Now, <laughs> I'm not speaking from experience. But to that level, that's what it's like. It's To me, it's almost like as soon as he comes... Uh, even with that that first girl in that brutal rape scene, where he basically something happens that triggers him, uh, it's almost like a drug addict, uh, yeah. where they can be clean and sober for a a long period of time. A very stressful situation happens. Something there there are certain things that that maybe uh, remind him of something, or that take him back to something that just triggers him. And when it triggers him, he just is like almost like uh, out of his own body and just doing like almost like a fucking robot or like a, like he's just not in, even in something takes over. It's it's almost like something just takes over this guy and he becomes just a uh, tunnel vision. An animal. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. He does it and then it's over and then. Uh, if he can get away with it, I'm sure he probably would just take off and try and resume his life and probably sit there and go, oh, my God, why did I do that? Why did I do that? Why did I do that? But in this case, um, immediately – That's how I feel when I eat Taco Bell. Yes. I, I, no, honestly, <laughs> when I talk about like addiction and stuff like that, whether it, it, that's I, – I think there are times where – like say if, I, if I'm really bored or I'm at home and I haven't been out of the house all day and I'll just get it in my head like you know, I'm going to go – I really have a craving for a fucking hot dog. I really have a craving for uh, a fucking chocolate milk and a goddamn uh, Reese's Pieces or something. I don't know. <laughs> or Taco Bell or something. And you're just like, you just are like, you just, you're going on that mission and you're just going to do it. Uh, mine, my, mine literally, and I, I mean, <laughs> I don't, this is a, this is a, a, a weird thing. I, I don't want to compare this guy's issues with, stuff that I deal with on a daily basis. Right. I, I don't, I'm not making light of it, no. but with me uh, in my life, it has been, um, it's been like a shopping addiction, like buying or collecting things. But when and you're talking I, about compulsion or addiction, it's not, it's not, to me, it's not making light of it. It's basically everybody has something like that 
Yeah. And, and, or you can at least relate to it, not by saying, okay, I want to go out and rape a woman or something. But there are times where, say, for example, I say, okay, I'm going to go on a fucking diet. I want to lose weight. I'm going to stop fucking eating as much, blah, 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 blah. And I work all night long. I come home and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to fix something to eat. And I'll, just, and I'll start eating. And then I'm like, man, that's good. And I'll eat more and more. And then as soon as I'm completely full and I'm like, oh, why the fuck did I – it, it's yeah. it's not. It was the same kind of thing, and they, it makes he you feel does, weird to not have that control over yourself. Yeah, and he um, now what's this actor? Jurgen Vogel does a great. Oh yeah, he does a really great job in this in showing us the inner turmoil he's having over this compulsion of his. And I and I and I know the feeling. Like even at the beginning, you can see. And he he went through a little transformation in this movie himself sure. because he at the beginning of this I don't know if he was wearing a wig or not but he's just like he's he's a lot bigger so he lost a lot of weight and got in really good shape for this but um he's sitting in his car and he's on, like he's already bothered that he knows this is going to happen and and like I was saying with like the shopping thing it used to be like that I would fucking drive somewhere to buy something and I'd be sitting in my car like why am I even doing this like and I would be I'd I would go into debt over it it w- it's 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 a um um, you know, it's definitely a compulsion, but also a chemical release of, like, say, endorphins or something like that, where your body releases these endorphins. Like people, uh, you you know, eating is a pleasure thing, yeah. and if you're in a bad mood, you're depressed, you're you're bored or something like that, and you eat. Well, you know, you're eating and it tastes good, and your body releases these endorphins, and it's like a drug addict getting yeah. for that drug. I used to, honest to God, now I have a fairly good job now and I make you know decent money and everything but when I had shitty jobs I would go to fucking Walmart in the middle of the goddamn night <laughs> and I those people must have hated my guts because I would go in there and take a cart and I'd walk around and I'd just pick up shit and I'd be like oh yeah this is it. and I'd end up with all this shit in the cart and then as I started to walk up to the thing I'd be like Fuck! What the fuck are you doing? You, I don't need this shit. And I'd walk around and I'd start putting shit back. Of course, I wouldn't put it back where it was supposed to be put back. But I'd walk through the store and I would um, take oh, things I've done out that so many times. And I would play the um, okay. I don't need this, and I don't need that, and I don't need this, and I don't need that. And then, but there were also times where I'd buy a bunch of shit, and then like the next day, I'd be like, "Fuck, man." I just spent all this money. And I don't have, you know, and I would take the stuff back. Oh, see, I never took it back. I'd stick it in the closet <laughs> so I didn't look at it. <laughs> I, I would go back and I'd be like, hey, you know, I, oh, I need to return this. And then they'd be like, well, you know, is there any reason? And I'm like, well, I just, you know, I just, I tried I fucking, this. I'd hide it from myself, literally. But this guy, like I said, if you had someone say like Ted Bundy. Now, I don't know exactly what went through Ted Bundy's head, but from everything I've read about him, he was a fucking uh, sociopath. He was a bastard. Uh, he didn't feel the guilt. Uh, being a sociopath, he basically could do all these things, live a normal life, and from every, like I said, from everything I've read, now he might have had fear that he would get caught and fear that he would get exposed and that people would think he was a monster and hate his guts. But I don't think that he had uh, empathy for his yeah, remorse victims. for what he was doing. Yeah, and he did. Now I think that maybe you didn't see as much of Theo 
all the, all you saw at first was he's at a shitty job washing dishes or whatever, and the the kids he's obviously older than some of the people that work there, and like the teenagers that work there are teasing him, and for some reason you don't know why, but they kept calling him Free Will Theo, and they kept chanting that, and it just got to him, and he just like snapped. Okay, but so you don't know if beforehand if he felt remorse or whatever, but he goes into a and, and they do have these programs. I, I was comparing when I was watching this to a movie called Rage. It was a made-for-TV movie that starred David Soul and um, – oh, what's – Jesus Christ. The guy that we always say is a drunk Republican asshole. Uh, he was in Osterman Weekend, and he was on the TV show called A Glory. Oh, Fuck. Now I'm gonna have to look. <laughs> Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson. Yes. Good, <laughs> okay. good, good grab. Yes. You came through. Um, he was in it too. And basically, the whole concept of that show was they never showed any of the rapes or anything. Uh, but David Soul has uh, a wife and a uh, stepdaughter. And he gets up in the morning and he's eating breakfast with them and talking. Just normal guy, right? The cops show up. He goes to the door. They arrest him for rape. Okay, now like Theo in this movie, instead of taking him immediately to prison, well, they may have taken him to jail. And then once he goes through the court or whatever, they deem him um, like mentally ill. Yeah. And they have a... The, the David Soul thing was actually based on a, on a on a true place and everything where they take these sex offenders and they try to do this therapy, group therapy and different therapies on them to try and uh, have them realize and control their compulsion and blah, 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 blah. And, I've heard of, have you ever heard of a, a version therapy for people that are uh, like sexual criminals? Which, like where they... Uh, Basically, like give them drugs that make them sick yeah. and show them images of uh, uh, yeah that kind of thing. Well, I've heard of things like that. I mean, I've heard of even with alcoholics, they give you a drug that if you drink that it makes you sick. But I've also heard that you know they could castrate a fucking rapist and they will rape someone after the fact with an object or a bottle or it's more of a brutal thing yeah uh, and and he, well he talks about he talks about giving him sexual they give him uh sexual like suppressant drugs in this um you know it's just it just depends on i'm sure like anything else there's levels and different causes and different uh diagnosis uh where someone and enough that that is uh, either sick in a different way or a different uh, thing they would probably put immediately in prison. Right. But obviously they see something in Theo where they're saying, you know, maybe he got up in front of the judge and said, you know, I uh, express remorse. I'm sorry. I just can't control. And actually says, I can't control myself. I don't know. They don't show that part. But yeah. he goes to this place and then it's almost like a, I, I I would imagine it's like a twelve step program. Like I said, with the David Soul thing, they go through all this different therapy. They're in there with other uh, rapists and other sex offenders, so they'll talk to these guys. And that was the Craig T. Nelson thing. He was kind of like had been in there. And at first, you go through the denial thing. I'm not. I I didn't do anything. This is bogus. And the guy's like, Yeah, yeah, whatever. Sure, that's the way we all are, right? Ha ha ha. And it's almost like the twelve step program where you go through these different. Um, 
different uh, stages, and everybody goes through them. But so then you're in there with other rapists, and they're saying, you know, I was triggered by this, you know, and man, you know, my wife started getting on my nerves, and I, you know, my mother used to beat me, or and I hated her guts, and and then I did, but I, I you know, I shouldn't do it. And, and but with sex offenders, you always hear that um, with like pedophiles and and things like that that. Uh, the recidivism is so great, you know, especially with like pedophiles and, th- and you know, because they're predisposed to be right. attracted to just like we would be to a woman or, you know, a gay man to a man or whatever. Um, but Theo, like I said, they see something in him. He goes through this program and even at his, what I guess they would call a parole, he says, you know, I want to do this. I want to uh, be an example. I want other people to see that people can change. Uh, but he also says, I'm going to try. You know, he doesn't say, I am cured. He knows that he still, he fears that he might uh, backslide and something might happen. He fears this. And, and you know, they'll, they'll have, like, he, he stays in a halfway house. So he's staying there with other people. And... The thing is, I think the halfway house, it wasn't like, like I said, with the, the movie Rage where uh, everybody in there is a sex offender. I think that there were, you know, just maybe some ex-cons and things like that, that for right. other things. But you would think uh, because they were probably in the halfway house for doing things themselves uh, – um, they were more predisposed to give this guy a shot. Whereas if, if you were in just a regular apartment building or a neighborhood and somebody moved in there and they said, Hey, I've been in prison. Well, what have you been in prison for? Well, I raped some women. You know, you would immediately be, if somebody moved next door to me or across the street or something, I'd be like, who the fuck's this piece of shit? Fucking <laughs> son of a bitch, blah, 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 blah. Um, so he does, um, it's odd because he's in a new place and and it's probably like a out of um, a fish out of water thing because he is put back into this world uh, yeah, ten years later ten years later uh, he meets these guys and he starts to become more accepted he does see some people in this place crack uh, they don't make it uh, they either go back to jail or things happen whatever um, but he makes a friend, a, a, a good friend with this dude, uh, and they, you know, and the one thing that got me, and for some reason, I don't know why, but it was just odd for me that um, he was such an athlete. Like, they yeah, he was transforming him. himself, yeah. and I think that was to maybe just to right. to mend his own mind, just to kind of give him something to do. Right, to keep to, uh, yeah, physical activity, anything Exertion, like that, where yeah. they would say, you know... Uh, Idle time is the devil's workshop, you know. Right. Go out and uh, go for a long walk. Uh, stay busy. Do this, do that, you know. It's like whatever. Um, and so he gets involved in like taekwondo and uh, uh, working out and s- being physically fit. Now, <laughs> I would think that as a um, a uh, a male, the more physically fit you are, the more your body... He's building up that testosterone. And the testosterone and this and that. Um, but neither here nor there. If he would have taken up basket weaving or something like that, he's fighting his demons 
uh, anyway, and not only that, but I think that he pro- part of his therapy, and this is just speculation, because but I, I'm sure that they went through this, was dealing with women, dealing with uh, what caused him to feel this way about women, that yeah. made him want to violate, control, and um, hurt. Just, yeah, you know, just. Uh, um, but he. Um, still is very awkward of, of course at first he probably doesn't want to he wants to kind of isolate himself he doesn't even, probably even want to in in his mind i'm thinking he was probably like uh just stay away from women but then one thing they show in the movie and it reminded me of the movie 40 year old virgin with steve carell <laughs> he's trying not to think about sex but then there's <laughs> oh, a big billboard yeah, you start noticing it. They start, yeah. they do a, they do a, 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 make it a point to show that kind of It'll, everywhere. There's ads on the wall, under, like a G or a uh, Marky Mark fucking poster or something with his hands around a half naked chick and stuff like that. And the, the, yeah, the waitress with so like her shirt's kind of open. Yeah, and that's another thing. You know, uh, um, they encourage him to you know, hey, if you see, her, why don't you talk to her? Now, the one thing, and that's the thing, as you start going through this movie, you start out with such a violent, awful, horrible thing, and you're thinking, Mm -hmm. this fucking cocksucker, I'd like to just goddamn beat his fucking brains out. Uh, It's just so vile. But the further into the movie you get, the more, now you know that happened, but because you see the guy struggling with this, yeah. It's weird because I had a weird feeling. Well, you feel sorry for him. I felt sorry for him, and I was rooting for him. <clears throat> yeah. I was as he was doing this or doing that. I would, as he would slip just a little bit, but not go all the way or something. Uh, he'd start to maybe do something, and I'd be like, D- I'd be sitting there going, "Dude, just go home. Just you know, don't do this. You know, you're you're doing so well." And because he, he seems like a good, really good guy, and I I, I think that he probably is. Yeah. He's got that compulsion. He's sick in the head from something, like I said, that something that's happened to him that's changed him. Uh, uh, maybe, um, like when they say with a with a kid, uh, a, a trauma, whether it's a violence or abuse, when it happens to a kid at a certain time, that they uh, don't progress. They fixate on that whatever that right. was, whatever that was at yeah. that time, and they may stay. Uh, uh, almost like more like childlike at that time. They don't develop past that or whatever emotionally or they close up, they become withdrawn, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but this uh, uh, Jürgen Vogel that plays Theo does such a good job. And, and the script is, of course, you know, he's playing yeah. this part um, that you do. You feel sorry for him. You feel that he is sick. You you see him struggling against this thing inside him, and he's fighting it. And he's trying. To, he goes out and he gets a job. Now you have, uh, and I think this is what adds to the length of the movie. And it has to be there because of how things pan out and things that happen in Theo's life. Um, but you're introduced to. Another character kind of out of the blue, basically through uh, him going and getting a job. Now, being on like parole, of course, there are certain businesses that will deal with uh, parole officers, deal with the court and say, you know, I will uh, agree to 
give this person a job, blah, 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 blah. Give them a second chance. And uh, we were talking about that last night at work about the uh, prison industrial complex, how they'll people will um, have – they'll have like a three-strike law and you get busted for like a couple of things and then maybe get caught with a joint in your pocket or, or oh, some yeah. petty thing. But you'll get like life in fucking prison with a goddamn uh, uh, violent criminals and you've never been a violent criminal and you'll get life in prison or you'll get 25 years or something. Then when you get out of prison – as soon as you go look for a job and they say, have you ever been convicted of a felony? If you answer the truth and say yes, you won't get the job. Most people won't hire you. So you can't get a job. So what are you going to do? And then you fall back into your old shit. So it's kind of like one of those deals, but he does get a job. And then you're introduced to this guy who is his boss and the boss's daughter. Now, I have a question for you. Nitty. <laughs> yes. Um, I, the boss's daughter, the boss and the boss's daughter have a. I was going to ask you about their relationship. <laughs> semi vague, are sort of vague, but very. Even though it was, they left it kind of ambiguous. Yeah, um, and, and at first, especially I, when when you see the their first kind of extended scene together, I'm like, what the hell is her problem? Right. And then they kind of reunite later on, and I'm really confused by their relationship hey, at that point. I, I don't. This isn't giving anything away because it's never spelled out. But my speculation by seeing them is okay. It could go as light as the mother died, the daughter, yeah. the the father uh, played the either the victim or. The, the sad, depressed guy, and yep. she wanted, she took care of him, took care of him, took care of him. She basically replaced the mother in his life as the woman in his life. And in let, instead of letting her uh, go out and be a young girl and start her own life, he held her down, blah, 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 kept her in this position. She resented it. Uh, and when he, when she would tr pull away, he would play the, you know, oh, well, waste me. Why do you hate me? Blah, blah, blah. She'd feel sorry for him, go back. But then by the time that we get to her, she's tired of it. Now, to the extreme, I wondered if there might have been an incestuous relationship. I kind of got that feeling later on. Especially later on. Because she seemed pretty helpless. Yeah. And she seen, and, and especially when. She was feeling at her most helpless and got drunk, and they didn't yeah. go to that. But there was uh, a physicality, not like in a sexual way, but in a way that I don't think as a father, uh, like getting drunk and dancing alone with my daughter in a fucking room or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that, but they didn't say it. So like I said, it's not a spoiler. They leave that up to you. Which I think maybe is maybe a good thing, but she is damaged goods. Yes, Theo is damaged goods. Uh, at first, I thought maybe uh, when she said it first to him, "I hate men" or "I don't like," or she said, "I don't like." I don't know. She said, "I hate men" or "I don't like men," but I wondered if she was a lesbian, uh, just because she said that, and I didn't know. And I'm not saying because whatever. I'm saying because in the context of of what was going on. I thought that what they were going to do was he sees this girl, he hasn't 
tried anything with a girl as far as even asking him out. He's scared because of actually being around women and this and that. And he sees this opening. Uh, he has met her through at his place of work. And she's kind of quiet and everything. And I thought it was going to end up being that she did not like men because she was a lesbian. And so that this they would actually have a relationship and become friends and it would not that they would end up becoming a couple but it would just work for him because he didn't have any kind of pressure uh she had no interest in him like but it doesn't pan out so anyway that yeah, was yeah. just whatever um but she is now to me whether it was her father or whether it was somebody else she has been um when she says she hates men, when she says that she uh, – uh, and some of the ways – some of the things that manifest, she has been violated. Uh, to me, I think – yeah, She was abused in some way. Raped or physically abused or something because, yeah, there's something wrong. Like when they – when he – when they finally start – I think they – when she would be like, I hate men, and he was just like, well, I hate women. You know, uh, and and then when she like she she any other guy like her what I assume maybe was her ex boyfriend or whatever, uh, or like in that Francis Ha movie, you know, when she goes to some guy's apartment and you know she's just having a good time and then the guy's like, hey, you want to see my room? And then he tries to put the moves on her and she's like, eh, you know, uh, the I think because he's almost like. I don't know if I would say he's glad, but when she says that she's not interested, like in sex or not interested in him in this way or whatever, he's just like, okay, good. I care. Yeah. I think because of that, that takes a lot of the pressure off of her that mm -hmm. every guy wants to fuck me, every guy wants in my pants, blah, 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 blah. So then they, a sort of a friendship evolves slowly. And they, like when he takes her to the, when, when he took her to the taekwondo or whatever karate form or whatever that they were doing, and it's kind of like a bonding thing, and she sees it, and she says, oh, that's pretty cool, because uh, she's, she's kind of a tough chick. Um, so he's showing her some stuff. When she starts just increasingly getting more and more physical, like violent, even though you know, you're supposed to be doing kind of just going through the motions and practicing – that showed, you know, that she had some stuff inside of her that that she was hurt. She was, uh, she had a rage, like maybe somebody attacked her and she couldn't fight back, or, uh, or you know, whatever. And um, he, the way he handled that, she, you know, instead of freaking out, it just bothers him, and he's just kind of like, you know, whatever. And she sees that his vulnerability, and that just draws him in closer. Um, so here you have and, – and you almost have to remind yourself going through this movie at times because it is lengthy that um, that this guy's a rapist. Yeah. Because they seem to really – they as, as Rocky would say to Adrian in the movie Rocky, this is for you, Sly. We fill – uh, I got gaps. You got gaps. Together we fill gaps. And that's what it was, and it was kind of sweet. It was nice. I was rooting, like I said, I was rooting for them. But then I'd be like, "But this guy's a fucking piece of shit," 
and when and he and and it was back i mean they're they're, they don't hide it ever that he's still he's still dealing with this issue that he it's gonna it's right there at the surface and it's interesting the the, taking into account the name of the movie too Mm -hmm. because it's called free will but i don't know if that's kind of sarcastic or what because it hardly seems like he has it the entire time. But like, like I can't. said, now, but like at the beginning when those kids are taunting him and they're saying "free will, Theo, free will, Theo," I wonder what that was about. What those kids, why they huh. nicknamed him that, and why? I mean, at first when I started watching this before the the rape, yeah, I thought that he was some kind of wacko political person like me. And he was like, I have free will, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And, you know, and he was a blustering blowhard, and they just busted his nuts or whatever. But um, that, the, the complexity of the, of the situation mm-hmm. and of the characters, um, Nettie is never seeing any of this. All she sees is this guy. She knows he's vulnerable. She knows he's different than any other guy that she's ever met. He's not uh, this guy who's always trying to fuck her, trying to tell her everything. She, she, like if she says, "Oh, I like this kind of," oh yeah, I like that kind of movie too. I like this kind of. Oh, I like that kind of music too. He just is blunt, and that attracts <laughs> her because he's just different, and yep. he's it's a breath of fresh air for her. Um, so, but she's not seeing all the time that they're together, and they're starting to hit it off, and they become closer and closer. He, he doesn't see any of the anger that right? is under him. He is still, at some points, struggling uh, when he's by himself. There are several times, as I mentioned before, where he those things start pulling at him, and he even calls his friend. His friend. I think that's another thing that uh, left him vulnerable. Is when he went, when he wasn't with her, his buddy that he became such good friends with, um, that took up a lot of his time. Yeah. When he wasn't sleeping or at work, they were out doing something. They'd go drink or they'd go work out, lift weights, do this, do that. And when he left, he even asked Theo to go with him. But when he left, it kind of left this void of um, a confidant. Mm-hmm. He can't go to Nettie. I'm sure the entire time he's fearing, oh, my God, I've met this girl. Everything's going well, um, but I have this deep, seek, dark secret. And any woman, you would think, if she finds out what I am or what I have done is going to not only reject me, but this woman that I am falling I'm in gonna, love with. I'm going to hurt her, yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to hurt her. I'm going to dis- probably destroy her. Plus, she's going to look at me like I am a monster. Um, And so there are a few times where he starts to act out. He'll have something trigger him, and he takes it. The the one time he took it so far, that was the time I was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Now, I will say this. Is that the the apartment scene you're talking about? It's hot. (laughs) <laughs> when she was laying in bed I mean it was like Jesus Christ but um, that was like oh my god how could you take to take it to that length to the, go to that length and then pull back I was like I was like almost just you're in the room with him and you're like fuck get the fuck out of there what the you know what the you know 
it was just it was very tense. Oh yeah, um, and and they do a good job of that, making uh, it the you're you're fearing for well, you're fearing for him breaking, and you're fearing for people's like well being that yeah. are close to him. And let's just I mean you know or women's well being. Um, you see, we've talked about this as far as rape being portrayed in Hollywood movies before, and how you'll have say a um, a um, a rape scene in a movie that's done for like a, a more like a titillating thing yeah, yeah where they portray the chick as you know she's she's hot and and the guy gets on top of her and starts fucking her and this and that uh and then like the jackson county jail thing where the the, the cop picks up uh yvette menu and just slams her fucking i mean this when at the beginning of this movie when i say it's like irreversible i mean we're talking about not only just intercourse we're talking about brutally beating with his fist this woman in the face yeah. uh, and just i mean it was just awful so when you're saying yeah you know um, fearing for this other person or whatever because um you inevitably as things progress uh it's kind of like that something's got to give kind of a thing theo uh, even though he has the best of intentions, even though he is trying, he's went through this program, he's working a job, he's doing all these things, he's mentally ill. He has this compulsion problem. Whatever drives it, whatever triggers it, it hasn't left him. Uh, it might not ever leave him. I don't know, like I said, I mean, how difficult it'd be like almost like a, trying to beat a heroin. To, Addiction or something like that, I would think. Or, you know, we said before, any kind of addiction yeah. or compulsion. You can't control yourself. There are things that my, my one of my friends that was a drug addict, um, he would tell me that when there, there was a, a street uh, in one, the town that I went to college in, and it's in the uh, real, um, like, projects kind of a section where, you know, poor uh, – uh, what do you call it? Uh, housing, uh, like yeah. HUD and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one street is notorious for drugs. And and um, he would tell me when he was trying to get clean that if he even drove by that street in his car in the wintertime with the windows rolled up, he could smell crack. He said it yeah, would I- just trigger something, it, you know. And it's it's all it's all mental. And that's the way this guy is. And and uh, that's the free will thing. Uh, in some ways, it's a play on, uh, kind of a play on things because a normal human being has free will. They can say, I mean, all of us. I mean, I could go out tomorrow. Nothing's going to stop me from going out tomorrow and raping the first woman I see. But I have free will. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. I would never do that. Uh, or shooting somebody or killing somebody. And it's not because the law, it's not because the Ten Commandments says thou shalt not kill. It's not right. because the law, I have a fear. And the only reason I don't rape women is because I'll go to prison for life or for however many years and lose my freedom. It's because that's, you know, I'm fucking, I guess, normal. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. But anyway, this poor bastard, um, 
he uh, he's sick. I mean, the best thing that they probably I mean, I, I, I you hate to say this because you always want to give somebody a second chance, and if they can do it, you know, it would be it would be great if they could change, if they could whatever. But um, the the uh, one documentary that Louis Theroux did, it was a, it's about a prison. Uh, that they have, and I can't remember what state it is, but it's like out west. I don't know if it's Arizona or where it is. Um, but it's a prison for sex offenders, and that's all it is. Yeah. And they go in there, and some of them don't want to leave. They live there with no women. There's no women around. There's no women at all. Uh, I think like maybe some of the psychiatrists or stuff like that or whatever. But they're, it's like basically saying, okay, if somebody's a pedophile and you don't believe in the death penalty or whatever you want, then people will say, put them on a fucking island and just let them let, don't you know have them around kids or whatever. Um, that would be the best thing that could happen to this guy. Never be yeah. around women, uh, you know, because the way the the movie and this is a good a good enough movie that I highly fucking recommend it. So I don't want to go too much further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is how it pans out because uh, it's it's at, to me uh, emotionally it's agonizing uh, to watch him go through this, but not only him, but another victim of we already said abuse from wherever that, that's not spelled out, maybe her father, whatever, but also a victim of Theo. He uh, emotionally and. Um, you know the torment, and you know uh, when you're in love with someone, and then things happen, and it's just it's it's crushing. And uh, it, this, it, it, but it really is an odd movie. It's very complex. It's an odd movie because it does make you feel something for this guy that Sym- in the first ten minutes you would never. Would you think he's going to be a complete monster? Yeah, and. Takes you through that emotional roller coaster. You're rooting for the guy. You want him to change. You want him to be, to see the light, to be able to live the life that we want everybody to live, to meet yeah. somebody, fall in love, blah, 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 blah. And, and it, it, I don't, it's, it, even up, and I'm not going to say what the finale or anything is, but you just, I mean, it's odd for me to say that your heart goes out to this guy and he's a now he said what three three at the beginning of the movie he had went to jail three three women raping, that he had women. that he had beaten and raped yeah and it's just like ugh, gut-wrenching and the concept is it's an it's a for a, the concept for the script for the movie is uh just such an interesting complex and uh Whoever came up with it, you know, like kudos to them because who would ever think of, you know, this? I don't think this movie would be, I definitely would not be a mainstream movie in America. It might be like an indie movie, uh, but I don't think that it could be made, put on the big screen in theaters as a summer or Christmas blockbuster with an, and, and get over. I just, I just don't think people would be able to accept it. Maybe, I don't know. Um, no, yeah, it, oh, the 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 length's going to be a turnoff for a lot of people. It, was long. Um, <laughs> it is really it's long. Oh, motherfucker! 
Um, again, just like the previous one, and I know I say this a lot, I probably sound like a fucking broken record, but being cut down, I think, could have worked to this advantage of this one. It does build tension well a few times, but there's just some stuff that felt like kind of extra. Um, almost like this was a director's cut or something, maybe. I don't know. But that said, um, this, again, is a movie largely driven by the performance of the main actor, uh, Vogel. He's phenomenal in it. I like I like the woman that plays Nettie also. Um, but But really to a lesser extent because... And it's probably because of personal things. Like, I don't feel as sympathetic for her character because they don't give her the same amount of time. Well, that's just, you know? and, and, but it's also just her character. She's very closed up. Yeah, and she is. And they, and they, I mean, that you can see the hostility brewing in her as well, but they just don't, they don't spend the time really, really going into why. And, and, and it's interesting how they kind of do uh, play both sides of the, of the dynamic that the two of them have and that you see not only him dealing with stuff, but her becoming like having these weird obsession things as well. Um, and doing her own sort of maybe out of the norm behavior type Mm -hmm. things as the movie goes on. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe you were seeing that, you know, she lacks certain free will as well. Um, the, <clears throat> yeah, some of the stuff, like I said, the 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 tension several times is done very well. The apartment sneaking that you said <sighs> was man, I was my heart was racing on that one. I was like, no, 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 you know. Um, but they just because of how the movie is set up initially in that first ten minutes or so, any time that he's alone with someone, you have that uneasy feeling. Yeah, um, he's following a woman through a train station. You're like, fuck, what's going to happen? You know. That all, all that kind of stuff just works out through uh, throughout. Um, but uh, you know, I'm all, I'm just constantly concerned about the well being of people. So, um, but you know, it, I don't really have a lot else to add. I mean, just that it 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 takes its time sometimes to its to its detriment, but uh, it's very well acted and it's a it's a good it's a good movie. It's 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 heavy. Oh, it's this, heavy. Is not, this, is, this is not a light watch by any means. This is not a date movie at all. So, um, well, I don't know. It depends on who your date is, I guess. You know, <laughs> that's true. true. <laughs> there might be some. Whoa, what the hell? I just that chick in the movies. I found a picture of her flexing her muscles in a blurry picture with her shorts pulled down, and you can see her hairy boosh. Let's post that on the group. Patty Bush. Oh, I don't right. want that group to be that kind of group. Yeah, right. The um, what kind of group? Awful. I mean, where, where people post on it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Besides you and be me, kind of. I hate when people start posting on there because I'm like, listen, this is loaf. This is our group, and we post stuff. <laughs> they're in um, friend, They're like invading our turf. But posting, you fucks. We want it, we want our group to be like our podcast, just the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and occasionally people might look in. Um but let's just let's just rate it. Jeez. Uh, the length is my only thing. Uh, this needs an intermission. <laughs> it uh, it did, you know. Plus you're just sitting there and you're like Jesus Christ, but um uh, oh my gosh, I really liked it. Uh 8.75. Nice. I give it a, I, 
I was saying seven point seven five, but after talking about it, I think I'm going up to eight. I give it an eight myself. I really, I, I will say this. I think I would go back and watch it again. I, 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 yeah. I just, uh, I think it's the, I think the performances, and I just think that the, 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 just the concept is just so. Um, and I, I want to see more by both these lead actors, by George and by this guy, uh, Vogel. Yeah. It's Which deep. apparently I have seen something else with Vogel because he was in Goodbye Lennon, which I have seen, but I don't remember what he does in it because it's been a few years since I've seen that. Um, but that's a good movie, too. It's right around the same time as this one. It would have been better if it had been an American. Yeah, if, if this movie was America. No, no subtitles, straight up dubbed. Yeah, because reading Silva movies is really just for eggheads. Henry Silva doing the voice of, uh, <laughs> you know, the dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, why don't we take a break and we'll do some feed sack? We got feed sack. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, I think from Stone Cold Steve Austin. So uh, we'll be right back. I thought this fucking movie was long. <laughs> we'll be right back. Ow. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just, just getting confirmation. It's just in, that's the third time though. I mean, I must, is this on? You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. So happy. That might be a perfect segue into what we're doing next week. So that was yeah. El Goro's choice. <clears throat> All right, um, feed sack time. Let's go find the feed sack. All right, let's turn that down and play some voicemails. First one. Maybe. Here we go. 
Speaking of turkeys, Gobble next gobble. voicemail. <laughs> oh, and one more time. God damn it. Called and heard through the grapevine that some, some bitch named Matt Suzaka was talking trash about me on the Southern Gold Facebook group. He said I couldn't <laughs> ask for crap in the package. Well, you know what, Matty boy? 
I'm gonna find out where you live. Put a child on down there. I ain't gonna wanna stop. What? I think he had a stroke at the end. <clears throat> All right. One more piece of sack before I gotta read. Uh, let me read first. I'll get the reading out of the way. Goddamn reading. I'm American. I'm not supposed to read. All right. Dear Luf und Zom. This is from Armin. I'm sorry. Yeah. The disturbed Germans is the, is the subject. Um, I feel pretty honored to enjoy you guys discussing two German movies this week. These are two German movies that you picked, sir, too. Don't, don't overlook this. I just wanted to quickly explain why I selected especially these movies and give my two cents about them. First of all, these flicks re- uh, present the work of two of the best actors of their generation, Getz George and Jürgen Vogel. Although the topic of both movies is rather harsh and depressing, I think they're both excellent proof of the capabilities of those actors and are bold in different ways to be discussed below. I also feel that both movies should be discussed more widely and not just in Germany or Europe. Ja. Um, Der Tatmacher, or The Deathmaker, is very close to a stage play, dealing with a small amount of actors in a rather limited space. This forces the audience to sink deep into the main character of George's serial killer, Fritz Harmon, uh, a sometimes ridiculous but often scary individual that is masterfully played. Notorious killer Harmon, the butcher of Hanover, was decapitated for the murder of 24 boys in 1925. Um, at the time this movie was created, it was a milestone for the career of well-loved actor George, who as most audience members knew uh, either from the old German crime or Western movies of the 60s and 70s or his famous TV copper Shemansky. Uh, he's still ongoing career. His still ongoing career started in the fifties and he is an actor of amazing experience and range known for, uh, physicality as well as sensitivity. After seeing this movie many times, I still find it amazing how George plays the different sides of this strange and terrifying character with all his mood swings. It's almost as if trying to look into the mind of an alien mixed with a child. Uh, I was born quite close to Hanover. So there's a bit of personal relation to this movie. Yes. Uh, the free will is a bold piece of work. And one of the only movies I know that shows rape and this in the first 15 minutes without the slightest hint of positive sexuality or sexiness and comes, as far as I can say, close, as close to reality in a nearly documentary depiction of events. Uh, this film del- delves into some, ver- into some very dark places and does not turn the camera away when you would expect it. The main character, Theo, or Theo, is deeply dis- as a deeply distorted individual distorted yes i'm gonna make sure i read that right is a deeply distorted individual that we get to know in an extreme situation that shows what he is capable of we experience his brutality and more than terrible ways to deal with women frustration leading to aggression followed by fear and panic the extreme close-ups show every bit of emotion in his extremely well-played character Uh, being released after nine years for multiple rape a major question for this character is if there can be any chance of redemption as well as a normal life, including a quote unquote normal relation to a female for him. Especially if you know the actor Vogel from earlier, often more lighthearted roles. This is really impressive work on a side note. I forgot that the movie is nearly three hours long. Thanks a and there's lot. A, <laughs> there's a lot. And there's a lot of dong in it. There was a, I forgot dude. Okay. Now we're getting we got all sack. heavy. We forgot to talk about all yeah. the dick in the movie. I mean, okay. One thing, it seemed like the different times where he was raping and he would pull his fucking trousers down, he would be completely <laughs> fucking limp and not limp. Like 
semi-chubbed limp, like limp and fucking it's cold outside limp. But then this is probably this is probably the first movie I've ever seen where somebody was laying in bed jacking with a fucking big hurt on. Have, <laughs> yeah, can you remember yeah. anything like that? Uh, I mean, not not it didn't involve not Ricky Morton. Born, or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not unless it's porn. I can't think of any. Man, I was like, God, and there. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's where Europe, you actually so see. Uh, yeah. What you might call it, steam bathing or sauning and stuff like yeah. that. Lots of lots of lots of dong. Lots of dong. Uh, but this uh, this in a way also shows uh, the bold portrayal of this haunting character. Vogel is, in my view, a real great actor that dares to go into extreme places and tries to find and overstep the limits. In interviews, he also seems to be one of the most down to earth thespians you can imagine. In general, I'm confident you boys will have an interesting discussion about these two unusual movies, even yeah. though you'll prob- possibly not like them too much, but who knows. Uh, thanks again for watching and discussing these movies. I appreciate it a lot. Warm regards, Armin. And thank you, sir, for choosing them. And hopefully everybody checks them out as well. <clears throat> All right. One more feed sack here, then we'll wrap things up. I need a feed sack. Hey! There we go. This is the Now, I gotta say, I'm disappointed, you know, in all your listeners, but I say they ain't karaoke entries, you know? Yeah, what the yeah. fuck is going on there, you know? I thought that everybody that listened to Silver Gold had the same guts and determination to Sly, you know? Yeah, so what? Sly's created the greatest karaoke video entry of all time. That shouldn't stop you from entering. There are free prizes to fucking go out, you know. Luckily, you know, fucking Burnwell sti- Stickard, that's his name, some shit like that, and fucking Justin Overholtz, the cinematicist, they stepped up to the plate. You know, Brit, he sort of did an entry. You got future sex man, you know. I, I can't even remember if there's anyone else. There's free prizes up for grabs, you know. Fucking luckily there's been more than three entries just about. But you know, if you're on that listening, you're like, oh no, I get it. Well, what the fuck not? You know, why the fuck not? Just do it. Just do it now. Do it for slide, do it for zero go. Do it, you know? That's do all it. I gotta say on that, you know? Now, you know, we're in, we're in December, you know? It's, uh, it's a lot of people that celebrate Christmas, you know? And, uh, you know, Funny enough, I've had a few movies out this year, you know? Fucking, you know, I'm not sure if this game plans out to buy yet, you know? But if it is, you should buy that for your loved ones for Christmas. But one movie that people, if they do not know, they definitely want to get hold of is Bullet to the Head. <laughs> buy it. Go and buy the Blu-ray. Go and buy the download. Just go and buy it for your loved ones, yeah? They'll fucking love you for it. Now, Christmas Day, you could all sit down and watch life. You know, you could just buy any Sly movie, you know? Unbelievable that there's still people who don't own all of Sly's movies. So just go out, go and buy some Sly movies for your loved ones. Sit down, watch it on Christmas Day. If you don't celebrate Christmas, just go treat yourself to a Sly movie, you know? You'll feel grateful when you're sat there watching it, you know? That's all I gotta say. Good times. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, you know what? I have a feeling that the 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 karaoke might have wrapped up. Yeah, and I, I don't. I'm not feeling anymore. Um, maybe maybe next time or or maybe well, one more. We only got a week to get like a, a week yeah. Who cares? Mm. Fuckers. Um, 
Cool. Everybody just they just let you down, you know. They they oh fucking listen to the show me and stuff. Oh, I'm embarrassed. I'm shy. Yeah, we we come on here and act like assholes. <sighs> Maybe that's why they didn't. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got so, some good entries though, you know. We did. I our, our, can... the, the, that's the the uh, top echelon of silver and gold came through. The people that come through for you know. Well, Bad James is usually in the top echelon of karaoke. He did not put one in this time. What are you going to do? Um, the, um, so you can always send us feed, Zach, to 206-339-1600 or silvergoldpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher. Find us on, on our website, silverandgold.com. And join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash silverandgold. Um, so next week on the show, we're having a very, very, very special guest. Should we say who it is, or should we make it a, a, a what you call it? We can kind of make. We Surprise? let's leave it a what you call it. But we're going to be doing two, and if you're a member of the Facebook group, you've, you'll probably be able to figure out who the special guest is. Yeah, maybe but, we should just say. Uh, eh, let's keep it a surprise. Let's let out. <laughs> so, uh, but we're going to do two. Um, it's going to be now. What was the term? Damn it! I'm unprepared. Um, a uh, fuck uh, Jake and two luchador movies. No, it's going to be what a uh, 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 Santa it? a Santa Claus movie. Santo Santos Claus. Yeah, we're gonna finally do. I can't remember the saying. We'll have to correct this in post. Correct it. I'm marking down the time. The uh, no <laughs> the. the <laughs> The uh, but we're doing two uh, masked wrestler, two luchador are these movies in English? with a special guest. They are not in English. Oh my god! You have to read more movies. I'm Fuck! Sorry. I just get rid of all my books. Wait, you know, I don't know the, the Aztec mummy. The Aztec mummy one might be in English. Um, I love English. We're doing Mil Mascaras versus the Aztec mummy from 2007. Dude was already a senior citizen by then. Should be good. Still look and than both of us put together. Yeah. And then we're going to do from 1962, Santo versus the Vampire Women or Santo versus, or Contra Las Mujeres Vampiro. Ah, that was good. So, should be fun. We're finally doing, Spanish. it's been a while. We've never, we've never talked about uh, uh, Mac- Mexican wrestler movies before. How's that happened? No lucha libre yeah, on the show. I'm gonna do it now. How many? What episode was this episode? This was one seventeen. Jesus Christ! We're getting up there, man. That flies. All right. <laughs> well, uh, tune in next week for those with our special guest. That will be a surprise. Um, so until next week, do you have anything else, sir? I have nothing. I didn't have anything like at noon. Yeah, it's probably good. It's probably good. We're stopping now. Then it's gone on long enough. I, I uh, pooped. I'm going to get some hung- some hungry. I'm hungry. I'm going to get some food. Um, I like slept in my recliner yesterday, and my back's kind of out. So in the <laughs> middle of the show, when I had to go shit, when I went to wipe my ass, I mean, I literally like like my back started to, like slip when I reached. I was like, God damn, what am I going to do? But I took care of business. I, I gritted it. You, you got to tough it out. An American dream. You, like the son of a plumber. You turned around. You went through the pain, daddy. You wiped that bottom clean. That'd be a hell of a way to go. I bet I bet Dusty couldn't wipe his own ass very well. Uh, it's kind of too big to reach around there. All right. Until next week, this is Low Foot. Hands off.
Quit now.